I'm Mike Mason, a deputy science editor here at The New York Times. We debut a new column this week in Science Times called Poison Pen by Pulitzer Prize-winning science writer Deborah Blum. She joins us today. Hi, Deborah. Hi. Great to be here. So tell us about the column. What are you, what are you planning? What will you be focusing on? I'm very interested in what I think of as the chemistry of everyday life, the things we touch and breathe and inhale and work with that we are almost invisible to us sometimes, uh, but are, are constant in our lives and actually often affect our health for good and for bad. And I love to explore those issues and make people see what's there that they hadn't thought of before. We get inquiries from readers pretty much all the time about uh, whatever happens to be in the news, BPH in uh, baby bottles, for instance. Uh, There's a lot of concern out there that, you know, we're sort of being uh, inadvertently poisoned by, you know, things that uh, are all around us. And I'm not sure that it's really been justified by the science, has it? No, I don't think so. And I think we forget sometimes. You know, I mean, we live on a chemical planet. We're actually walking collection of chemicals ourselves, and we evolved in a world in which we do a very good job of processing and handling and metabolizing most chemicals. So I think one of the things that I want to do here is kind of sift through some of the nerve and the hype and look at what are the chemicals in our lives that really matter, that make a difference. And, and, you know, and not always ones that poison us, but ones that may actually be useful tools if we just understand them better. Well, having said that, uh, your first column is about uh, heavy metal contamination in uh, lipsticks and lip glosses, which uh, I fear will will panic many a reader. Um, tell us a little bit about what was known about this before the most recent research came out. Right. So we've known for probably a good half dozen years that the heavy metal lead is a contaminant in lipstick. And and that was done both by advocacy groups and by the FDA. And lead is tricky because there are some people who argue that the actual safe tolerance for lead, because it's neurotoxic, is zero. So we've been pursuing lead for some time. The, The CDC itself has argued that, no? Yes, the CDC standard for uh, an acceptable level of lead in your life is zero. And this is especially for children and for pregnant women. Lead is phenomenally damaging to a developing system. And there's really good evidence that shows both for children and uh, and for pregnant women because it seems to fairly directly affect fetal development that zero lead is the best thing that you want in your life. So in this new column, I looked at that, but I also was really intrigued by some new research that shows that lead is only one of many metals that turn up in lipstick and that many of us apply to our lips every day. And that was the issue I wanted to explore. Researchers at the University of California, Berkeley, found, what, eight additional metals in uh, a sample of lipsticks and lip glosses? They came up with a list of nine metals, including lead, and then they found all of them, which I was surprised at. And they range from 
aluminum to cadmium to titanium. There's some copper in there, although not very much. There's just a quite a remarkable range of these metals. And I think they were surprised, too. They had sort of drawn up a what metals might we look for kind of list, and then were startled when they all popped. How do these metals get into these products in the first place? Are they there deliberately, or is this uh, some kind of uh, unfortunate contamination uh, at the manufacturing level? That's a great question. I mean, and the short answer is both. I was actually surprised to realize that there are a few metals that manufacturers put in on purpose, uh, aluminum being one, uh, titanium being another, um, and for and and I should say personally because I like to wear those kind of light shiny lip glosses, which I had always thought is sort of a chemical nothing. Uh, one of the things that manufacturers do with those is they put in tiny microscopic flakes of mica, which is a naturally occurring silicate mineral and tends to be contaminated by a lot of other metals. And that's the other part of the story, is that a lot of these metals are contaminants. They're particularly contaminants in pigments. When you add color to a lipstick, often you're going to find metal contaminants in that pigment. Do we have any sense for whether or not any of these contaminants are actually harmful, or do they occur in amounts that are so low as to not be of concern? So my take is that this is a non-panic-at-the-moment kind of issue, but the actual are they harmful is something that's being debated between sort of public health advocates, the cosmetics industry, which of course argues not, and the FDA, which has taken a very cautious position on this. Um, so, you know, again, going back to lead, if we're going to say zero tolerance for lead, then any lead is a problem because lead is a metal that bioaccumulates, right? Right. Well, I, I know the authors made some attempt to quantify an acceptable daily intake of these metals, and then they did some calculations around uh, whether or not people were likely women were likely to be ingesting too much cadmium or, or titanium. Were there were particular metals uh, thought to be of more concern than others? Well, everyone worries about cadmium, um, which is a dangerous heavy metal. And in fact, the researcher at Berkeley, Catherine Hammond, said to me she would really like to take a look, a closer look, for instance, at you know, does chronic exposure to cadmium at very low levels play a role in something like kidney disease, which would be a sort of logical extrapolation? So cadmium, lead, always. Uh, there's some issues with aluminum and, and neurotoxic effects, right? We keep sort of peeling away the levels of those. I think Hammond's point was we know that cadmium can do these things. We know that lead can do these things. We haven't done a good enough job yet of trying to understand what the chronic exposure to these metals is. And, and that really, to just dig on that point for a minute, is the issue here. We're talking about a daily exposure for many people, right? It's a chronic long-term exposure. And so doctors who study chronic long-term diseases, you know, they like to highlight those issues and say, we really need to understand something that you're going to do every day. 
Well, that's fascinating stuff. You can find Deborah Blum's monthly column, Poison Pen, online at nytimes.com slash well. Deborah, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on.